Hey everybody, Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Want to take a second and tell you guys about one of our new sponsors, Homefield Apparel. Extremely excited to be working with them this football season and partnered with them. You've probably seen them blown up all over social media, everybody talking about them. What is Homefield Apparel though? It's a premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that designs incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, math thoughts, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. And one of, talking about your school, One of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection. They've got 17 pieces in total right now, including a brand new Auburn t-shirt and sweatshirt that launched over the weekend on October 9th, honoring the 1957 Auburn National Championship team. It was found by a postcard design way back when from 1957 of Aubie holding up that 1957 Associated Press National Championship trophy. So super cool design. Be sure to go check it out. I love how comfortable their stuff is. My favorite is probably the Aubie crew neck sweatshirt of him pulling down the basketball nets. Um, They've got Auburn football and basketball stuff over there. That one's probably my favorite. Super comfortable to wear just loafing around the house or to wear outside. You can dress it up. Super nice design there. Be sure to go check them out, guys, homefieldapparel.com. We've got a promo code for you to get 15% off your first purchase using the code Auburn Undercover. That's all one word, all caps, Auburn Undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Got Jason Caldwell here with me, as always, to react to Auburn's game on Saturday. They went in to Fayetteville and got their sixth straight win, uh, pulling off a road win against the favorite. Arkansas was a slim favorite in this game, the number 17 team in the country. So a ranked win for Auburn as well, 38-23, to a really good all-around performance for Auburn and Jason, I thought in a lot of ways on defense too, because the defense down the stretch played great, um, kind of middle to the third quarter to the to the entire fourth quarter. Bo Nix, the receivers, maybe everybody except for that running game. We'll get into that later. Um, seemed like kind of just what the doctor ordered for this team after that Georgia game. Certainly no shame in playing against Georgia like they did. Georgia's the best team in the country. Um, but a good bounce back performance for Auburn to go and get what is by all accounts, a ranked road win um, against a division opponent in an, an important division race that we're looking at. Yeah, Nathan, no question. Uh, you start looking at this, this, you know, the performance, uh, and, and you're right, it starts with, you know, offense, defense, big plays, um, fourth down stops, the strip sack for the touchdown on defense, big pass to Javarius Johnson early on, uh, obviously Demetrius Robertson touchdown pass, both, you know, run there late to seal it. Um, big, you know, I, I thought a couple of big plays too were, you know, uh, you know, a couple of, they thought they jumped off the sides one time, hit Shedrick Jackson a couple of times on the sidelines. Uh, two big plays to kind of get them down in field goal range on that drive to push it up to eight. So all in all, a really good performance. And I thought the defense showed so much, you know, intestinal fortitude. Um, been on the field 45 snaps in the first half. Um, and having to come back after, you know, Arkansas scores a touchdown early in the third quarter, I thought, hey, they're, they're done. Um, and they weren't. Uh, that, you know, a couple of really big plays that kind of go overlooked was, was Arkansas not catching the punt that, that you know, backed them up and set up that that strip sack, I thought was a really big play in that game. Uh, you know, Kobe wouldn't have had a play on the first down, too, to kind of force them to have to drop back and throw the football up. You know, just to, all in all, um, Really good win for this team heading into a bye week. 
Yeah, you're exactly right. That's something Harson said today was that there were a lot of positives, particularly he was talking about that last drive, the drive that went starting. It started with eight and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. It ended with two and a half minutes. So exactly the kind of drive we've seen from Auburn um, to clinch some of these road games before we saw a very similar drive at Texas A&M in 2019. Yeah, this is the kind of game where there were so many good plays on both sides of the ball. It's hard to remember them all. Um, Colby Wooden had a couple sacks. He had a play before the strip sack. Um, in the end zone. Yeah, Jason, if you look at it here, yeah, you're exactly right in that it looked like Arkansas, you know, things might get a little hairy um, and the defense had to be on the field a lot in the third quarter as well because it was a defensive touchdown. So they go right back out there after that. But after Arkansas, Arkansas scored two long touchdown drives in kind of that middle eight period, here were the next six drives for Auburn's defense. A punt, force fumble, turnover on downs, touchdown, punt, turnover on downs. So a really big performance for them down the stretch. And they did it again without Owen Papo. They still don't have uh, they still don't have uh, TD Moultrie, excuse me, at, at, at that edge rusher position. But guys like Chandler Wooten played another great game, and then Zacoby McLean went out there had 15 tackles. Yeah, uh, there were uh, that's probably the most players that they played on defense, uh, maybe other than against uh, you know Akron and, and Alabama State. They played a ton of guys, uh, you know, in this game. A bunch of guys in the secondary. We saw Malcolm Askew, Bro Torrance out there. Obviously, uh, you know, you look up front and, and you know, there was a, a pretty heavy rotation on that defensive line uh, getting back there. But I thought, you know, once again, Iku Leota, I thought he played um, really well. We saw, uh, you know, a little bit more Tony Fair. We saw Marquise Burks. We saw Dre Butler a little bit uh, really for the first time in a, in a game like this. So, yeah, there was a lot of rotation on that defense. But, you know, you're right. It's, it's one of those when you start talking about important players, um, almost – too many to name guys that stepped up and they did something, uh, made plays. We saw, you know, tight ends, um, you know, Landon King involved early on. And you, you wrote about this week. He was, he was, he was involved. Uh, we saw Luke Deal um, as a receiving tight end, Tyler Fromm with a cat. I mean, it was a, it was as, as crisp a performance. It, it was very reminiscent of, of really the way that the offense almost played against Akron. Um, but they, they had to do it this time. They did it by throwing the ball, then kind of running it late once they uh, once they got kind of that ground game going a little bit. Yeah, you're exactly right. Spreading the ball around. There were 10 different pass catchers in this game. Um, going back to Akron, I think they spread it around to nine guys. But we'll, we'll pivot to the offense now. Um, they had been bit by that drop bug all season, particularly they had 11 drops over their last two games. But there was only one today. Jason, it was from uh, it was from Landon King. I believe it would have been a third down conversion. Um, but other than that, this was probably again, you, like you talked about Akron. We saw a lot of good plays there. Not a good defense at all against a good opponent. This is probably the best playmaking ability we've seen from this receiver. Be, these receivers because that throw to Demetrius Robertson, that seventy-one yard touchdown, great throw, great touch on it from Bo. But there was a defender there that had an arm on him. Um, there were a couple free plays down the sideline. Guys like Shedrick Jackson. We're hauling it in. Luke Deal had four catches. This is probably the best and most consistent performance we've seen from Auburn's skill players and, and pass catchers all season. Oh, no question. Uh, I mean, you look at it, and like I said, because of the opponent, and um, that's an Arkansas defense, much like Auburn, that without a couple of key guys, beat uh, up and tired you know, on, on the run of this schedule. But Auburn took advantage. They did. They took advantage of some shots down the field. But you're right for – the turnaround for those guys from a couple of days, uh, was dramatic. And, and, you know, we've been talking about it. I've been saying, look, this, this team has talent in wide receiver. There's guys that can make plays out there. It's just a matter of kind of getting out of their own way. 
they kind of let the game come to them today, and it paid off. Uh, you know, I thought they were uh, they were the bright spot, obviously, Bo. Uh, but but those guys got to go out there and make it, and, and they made those plays uh, against Arkansas. And that's what Brian Harson said after the game was, you know, and we talked about it this week. I asked Sean Shivers about it this week. You know, are you guys kind of in your own heads? And that and that's what Brian Harson sort of said after the game was, look. You know, when something's happening like this and and it's been such a pronounced issue like the drops have been, what's most important is just kind of taking a step back and saying, look, all you got to do is catch the football, you know, kind of kind of simplify the issue a little bit. Um, and he said they have been putting an increased emphasis on it in practice over the past couple weeks. Definitely showed off today, but uh, we'll talk about Bo Nix. We've yet to really do that yet. Um, 21 of 26 for 292. That's a season high for him in terms of passing yards, two touchdowns. He had that interception along the sideline. And it's funny, I, like we're not really no one even really referenced it because it was in the first half and then Auburn turned around and scored 24 points in the second half. You didn't really um, think about it at all. But this also goes down for him, not only as one of his best road performances ever as an Auburn quarterback, you know, really good job humming the offense along, um, but also just a sustainable performance, I thought, for him because he in LSU, you know, he was erratic, but it was in a good way. You know, he won the game for them, certainly. But in this game, he didn't have to, like you said, with the offensive line play, he didn't have to do any of that stuff. He didn't have to. I don't remember when you were closer. You, you were obviously there. You were down the field. I don't remember any of those scramble plays from him. I don't think he had to do any of them. And he just stood in the pocket and made his throws. Yeah, that's the difference when you're, you're getting pressure and not getting pressure. And it's exactly why, you know, we try to tell people, look, the difference in watching him play quarterback as opposed to a guy like Mac Jones last year. That's the difference. When, when you have time to throw, you don't have to worry about you know, kind of retreating out of the pocket. When you're able to stand in the pocket, you can find guys. You can check down to second, third receivers. And Bo did a great job with that. But it is, yeah, offensive line, you know, a new face up there, Killing Zaire, was in in place of, of Austin Trotts on the left tackle. Thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, anytime you don't hear your name called, that's probably a pretty good job as an offensive tackle. Uh, you know, Trotts a little banged up. Um, could have probably gone in an emergency situation, but – Zaire did a good job, and you know uh, I think that was that was important. Um, you got another guy now that has gone out there and played and done it in an SEC game, and a guy that hey, if he can build on it a little bit, you're talking about you know kind of what this means for now. But that could be a big deal for the future. When if you if you go hey, maybe that guy is the guy that you can now plug in there and, and be a left tackle with another year under his belt. Um, so that was probably a, another unintended consequence of this game is is that. You got you got killing Zaire some really important reps on the road in the SEC game and, and, and he held up. Yeah, especially because for him, it's a guy that we've been talking about for a couple of years now. And you you know, you've been saying it every preseason, like, oh, that guy looks like an SEC left tackle, and we know that he could possibly develop into that for him to have a you know sustainable performance against an SEC team, certainly encouraging, like you said. Um, Jason, I think the biggest thing for this one is like you said, this is the exact kind of performance you want heading into a bye week. Because the reason that, I mean, me personally, I wasn't super confident Auburn winning this game. I don't think a lot of people were. Obviously, Arkansas was the favorite. It's because of some of these issues they have, they've had over the course of the season. We weren't, you know, there was really no reason for us to just think they were all going to flip around and, and be okay in this game and be fixed. But most of them were. Most of the issues, most of the pronounced issues that they'd had in the first half of the season were solved in a sense in this game. Probably the biggest thing being the wide receivers and then the defense playing really well. Um, in the second half, just how big of a performance is this for Auburn now heading into a bye week? And like we kind of talked about at the open, other than Alabama left on the schedule, looks, looks, you know, pretty menacing. There's really no one left in those other few games 
that scares the life out of you if you're Auburn and it's a game that you don't think you can go in there and win. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anybody. Um, I mean, Auburn has shown playing Alabama at home that, you know, that's a team that they're not fearful of. So, I mean, there's nobody out there this team can compete with and play with if they execute. And, and that's where it is. I mean, Mr. Brian Hart, Harson, basically he's like, there's no magic dust. Those guys are working hard. They're staying after practice and catching extra passes and catching balls from the quarterbacks and doing those things. Um, can, you know, you get over bow back healthy. Um, you you kind of start to, to get a little bit of something you can sustain. And now you get in a really important bye week. Uh, you know, this it's a, it's a long grind when you talk about preseason and then you talk about seven straight weeks of play. When You know, what, the thing that people forget, too, is it's not just road trips. It's late-night road trips. Penn State, where you get home at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning. LSU, you get home at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Those are things that, that, that weigh on you into the next week. And so this team's had – when you start you – know, they've had three road trips, three, three fairly long road trips. Um, now you get a chance to kind of catch your breath, recruit, recoup everything. And for the coaches, all right, now look, what are we doing best? What do we need to improve on? And then get ready for Ole Miss. So yeah, I, it was a uh, it was a really important win, and the way it happened made it even I think probably even more special for these guys. Yeah, came at the right time. Really did heading into this bye week, and like we talked about, having an opportunity to maybe pile up a few more wins, um, get close to that eight nine, maybe ten win range when you're heading into that Iron Bowl. So should be an exciting finish to the season. Really looking forward to it after this bye week um, closes out. Thank you so much to Jason for joining us. Um, today and breaking down Auburn's 38 to 23 win they're heading back from Arkansas right now they're on the road so we'll let them get back to it thank you so much um, to Jason thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today if you guys enjoyed it please leave us a five-star review on Apple Spotify Google wherever you guys get your shows the intro and outro bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai follow him on Twitter SoundCloud and Instagram and until the next time I'm Nathan King for Jason Caldwell you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend